Hi there, welcome to an episode of an Inside View podcast in association with On The Ball Team Building. I'm your host, Jamie Finn. If this is your first time listening, please do go back to episode one and have a listen. If you haven't done so already, please do click subscribe. There is a business or sports person in each of us, and we hope that our guest stories will help our listeners to chase their dreams. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 54 of an Inside View podcast with On The Ball Team Building. Before we get any further, we'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors, GRG Sports and Vintry Harbour Asset Management for the continued support. We really appreciate it, guys. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Irish Mickey Ward, the former WBU welterweight champion from Lowell, Massachusetts. Ward won three consecutive Fight of the Year awards, two of which were against Ataru Gatti. The ferociousness and excitement of these fights with Getty has gone down in boxing history. The Oscar nominated The Fighter, starring Mark Wahlberg and Kristen Bale, portrays the story of this famous Lowell fighter. Hi Mickey, firstly, thanks for taking time out, because I know you have a lot going on at the moment to come on an Inside View podcast. How are you keeping? Everything's good, hanging in there, doing good. You're just after returning from Florida. Yeah, I was down here, yeah, for a couple of days, just a couple of days for some business stuff and then back. Yeah. Good, good. good. It's a good, uh, good little trip. Good little trip. In the, the warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> Something we're, we're not used to over here in, in Ireland, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I, you, um, I, I saw there on your social media that you have um, a punch a ton going on at the moment in, in the gym in association with. Um, the team Mickey Ward charity. Do you want to kind of give us an, an insight in exactly what that is? Well, it's a it's called Punchathon. It's uh, I get every punch that you throw, people donate money to like to, you go out and get donate donators. Like, um, if somebody will donate like five cents a punch, and if you throw so many punches, and someone can donate one, uh, they can donate so much to a person throwing punches, or they can donate to the class, like. So uh, we raised the we raised the, the money ain't all in yet because it's not, it's still gonna be all counted and stuff for like the um all the checks are still coming in so we don't know the exact amount but we did a very good we did a really uh, great amount we probably are close to thirty thousand dollars like I don't know what that is over there Jesus yeah it's it's geez, that's amazing whoa yeah for the um, day yeah oh that was just a one day event was it Uh yes yeah, yeah. um. Over the past couple of months, how has things been for you? You know, were you able to, to operate the gym or were you, you know, did you have to go online? The gym's been good. It's actually my nephew Sean's gym. It's Box to Burn. It's actually, he owns the gym. It's his gym. I just helped him out over there. And uh, it's been good. He's doing good. Uh, people like love it because, you know, everything's over here. So, and over there too. So, you know, you got to stay home. You can't do this. You can't do that. So, it, when people go here, it's good to get out and hit the bags, and the women love it, the guys love it, the kids love it. Uh, just good for all around, just for your well-being, you know. Uh, mentally being cooped up in the house, people love to get out and go to the gym and hit something instead of their husbands or wives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean guys, I mean husbands. <laughs> and I mean, I suppose just people would have interest in, you know, what are you up to on a daily basis? So, you know. Is it would you be doing speaking or, or what? Do, what's your yeah? I do some some of that, um, a little bit of training. Um, 
I'm involved in uh, a new business that we're going to be doing. Um, some li- it's called Live Train. We're going to be it's going to be kicking off in June 20th. You know, it's going to make a it's going to make some kind of it's going to make an app that you can train on and do other things on. And so it's going to be a, it's a whole different amount of things you can do on it. So it's going to be a, it's going to be pretty exciting when it comes out. And it, it'll be accessible to people in Ireland as well. Will it? Every yes, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And is it kind of related to your training regime before or? Well, it could be like yeah, uh, it's 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 gonna be like you can do like training with anybody, like anywhere on any of the coaches that we have, like in the wrestling department, the football, boxing, baseball, American baseball, and this or that. You can call, you can you can train with these people, and you know it's gonna it's gonna be pretty unique. That's class. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. something I think that people find interesting because when I was researching it, I couldn't really exactly find. I I know. You've, you're from a, you have an Irish descent originally, um, yeah. but can, can you kind of delve more into the the Irish Mickey Ward? How you got that that uh, yeah. ring name? Or I know you had something different before that, hadn't you? Yeah, I did the baby face killer when I was younger. When they gave me that at first, and then they had kicked around the Irish name, you know, because obviously I'm Irish, and I don't know. That's just stuck. The Irish just stuck. Um, there was a bunch of other names and stuff like that, but uh, it just Irish Mickey Ward just stuck, you know. You know, my mom on my both sides, my parents, my mom, my mom's side off from mom, my dad's side from uh, Claire and Cork, I believe, and I think and what my dad was all my mom's all Irish or whatever it was. I forget exactly what it is, but she they're from like um because their last her mother's last name was McMahon and uh. So she's like her mom and dad, and by my dad's side, like half English and half uh, Irish, like from Bolton, England, and um, County Cork, County Clare and Cork. Okay, okay. And it was it your would have been your grandparents, so would have came over for Ireland. That would have been your great. Yeah, they're, 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 I think my grandparents' parents came from over there. Oh, okay, okay. And because yeah. I, I thought it was amazing that you know some of your walkouts, you had the the tricolor. Um, yeah, yeah. It's made, like, yeah. Are you like? Would you be very proud of your Irish roots? Or was oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, hundred percent. You know, it's just you gotta have that. You gotta love it. You know, you gotta dig deep, and that's just that toughness in you. You know what I mean? You don't get that. You know what I mean? It's the Irish. <laughs> and that that toughness is is you had that in absolute buckets. That's in, it, uh, that stubbornness that. Uh, crazy headed and all of it <laughs> but then you can be loving on the other hand <laughs> yeah. would, you've been the fact that you know your your parents would have been you know from irish descent as well would you have been brought up with some irish values you know that kind of makes you the person who you are today yeah my obviously it's kind of slowed down because my, my mother was into it a lot like my grandmother like believe was into it a lot you know um my mom's has passed, so it kind of like, you know, like St. Paddy's Day was always big for everyone. Everyone's Irish on St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, that and, like, certain things, you know what I mean? She used to always say and, like, the little words and, you know, but not, like, like big and that I could really stick out. But uh, just just being Irish was enough, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And it, uh, the heart and, like you said, the warrior mentality, Um 
and been yeah. the underdog and you know came out on top bang bang yeah. it was, it was, some some of those fights were yeah. like you know to, and how you you kept going um was remarkable and before we we delve into that um have you been in ireland over the last couple of years uh not the last couple of years but i was over there and uh, like i said um rasmuck connemara galway that area um i was over in like limerick and then i and i got an award like i forget what year but it was like eight to ten years ago i got an award in uh dublin it was like, oh, I think it might even be longer than 10 years. I think it was like 2007 or whatever it was, or six. And I got one of the top 100 Irish persons in the world. Over in Dublin, I got that award. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's class. It, it's, it must have been, must have felt great as well, you know, the fact that, you know, you, you brought, you're brought up in an Irish household, you know, Irish descent, and to get that right. recognition from Ireland must, must have been, you know, yeah, must it was have been great. Cool. Yeah, um, I was well, I, I was with the guy that danced there, the Michael Flatley, I believe. Oh he, yeah, he was I think he was there too. I think and he got one too. I think he got it too. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's amazing athlete as well, and what he's achieved with River Dance, in fairness, was yes, yes, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. you, you grew up in in Lowell in Massachusetts. Um, I think you know that really created the person who you are and really shaped your youth. Hard work, hard came from a tough background but didn't leave that to find you right yeah i stood there i mean it was a tough it was tough younger and stuff it's you know whatever but uh it was like a mill city you know basically with the textile buildings and mills and stuff and uh back in the 70s and 80s it was really bad it wasn't the best place to be but it's come full circle since then it's really nice it's not bad at all now you know it's um it's come really like full circle to what it once was. It's got like the nice river walks. It's got the outdoor cafes and stuff like that where you can eat and eat food outside and, you know, everyone can have fun. And they close the streets down sometimes where you can just like drink out there and like just on the sidewalks and eat food and stuff. So it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's come along, long, full circle, I should say. Good, good. And yeah. how was that period of your life? You know, I know you like, you know, Internally, you were trying to achieve that goal of, you know, making a career in boxing. But in your wider circles, in your life, in your family, you know, things were obviously difficult. How did you keep focused? Yeah, it was it was um, a little hard at times, but it's just I guess when you have it in your mind, if you if you want to do it, it's all mental, and you know right and wrong. If you if you go if you know if you go this way, you're not going to make it. And if you go that way. You, you have a better chance of making it. So I went that way instead of going that way. And uh, just a choice that you have to make, I believe. And uh, I just took the right one and I was lucky. Because I could have went that way. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah. looking into the, to the background, it would have been very easy for you to to have went the, you know, the... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um. I believe you were you found this, you know, you you had a, a number of people in the locality um looking for fights when you used to be out at younger. <laughs> How did you avoid them? I I I never really I avoid them. I just stay trying to stay uh you know, I've gone to a lot of bars younger and stuff and uh you know, it never really had any trouble, you know what I mean? Uh, I never really no one ever really come after me or wanted to fight me. I get along with everybody, so but I got a little fights here and there, you know what I mean? But nothing big. It was just, 
little stupid stuff, you know. But I, ne- I never really uh, got any like major street fights, like big brawls or nothing like that. I mean, little uh, fight here and there, one on one. That's about it. But you know, and who who who? I suppose to be question. I I know you've probably been asked this before. Um, but who inspired you growing up, and and why? Oh, I mean, I guess my brother. Uh, Brought, took me to the gym at seven years old and I started then. So that's probably what inspired me to do it. But I never really looked up and I never really want to be like anyone, fight like anybody or whatever. I just want to go in, I guess, and fight and just try to win, I guess. I just went in there and try to win. I don't never really want to be like anybody or have anybody's style. Or I just fought the way I thought I should fight. And that was it. You know what I mean? I just fight down and fight I think at the time uh, with New England or especially Lowell would have had a lot of boxers you know that nearly made it and things just didn't go their way um, yeah. and then we, when you came along do you ever feel that pressure on you you know not only with, say, for, right. with your family but with the community right. as well no, not at all. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really give a care what anyone thought or what what they would if I was supposed to do it or not. I didn't. No, I I really just just focused on winning, and that was it. I didn't, really, I don't didn't give a shit what anybody cared about or whatever. You know what I mean, I don't. They don't live in my shoes, or I don't live in theirs. So I just do what I want to do, and they do what they do. That's fine, you know. I just did what I wanted. Just felt I wanted to do, and that was it. Yeah, no, it's it's. I suppose the the reason I was asking. So I didn't that, have no, I didn't have no pressure, you know. No. No, because you know the way some nowadays people may you know feel they have pressure or, or care yeah, what yeah. people say, say to them, and I think maybe yeah, social social media would be a big. It's harder nowadays because of the social media. You know, it's a lot harder. But uh, if you if you know you should just be yourself. You don't have to be nothing for anybody. You know what I mean? Anybody out there, just be what you want to be. You know, you live in your skin. You know, nobody else should tell you how to live, or what to do, or who to be, or what to say or not to say. You should be, you should be uh, do what you want. You know, obviously you don't say the bad, the wrong things, and you know, I don't not like that. But you just be who you are. You know. And- Saying the lead up to the fights, I know that you 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 had numerous fights, and we say the first few, you know, you think you went was it, yeah you went fourteen and all things yeah. were going well. Um, when you started getting those bigger fights, how did you stay focused and not leave what was happening affect you? Because I know it's easier said than done, but we no, right. Well, we, it was hard, very hard, um, but uh. But I, even at a young age, I had mentally, I was mentally strong. Like I knew what I wanted, and uh, I knew they didn't mix like going out drinking or whatever, and this and that. My friends, I know it didn't mix, so I didn't do it. Uh, I mean, obviously after the fight, I did, but not not before or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But um, uh, I just try to stay mentally strong, and I just that's one good thing I had with me was I was mentally strong. Well, like nowadays it's you know it's, it's a science it's a psychology um but w- would you have been big into self-talk back then you know talking to yourself in, in a positive light yeah yeah i just always just just try to stay focused on what i was doing and try not to let nothing else by get in my mind like distractions or 
you know what I mean? Like people saying this, that I just, I just try to stay focused on what I was doing. It was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. And obviously sometimes you, you know, you, you don't fall the, the straight line exactly, you know what I mean? But you know, you sway off, but you get back right on, you know what I mean? Uh, there's always things out getting away or whatever, but you got to get back on back on the straight path, you know? And uh, you know, during that time, say before the big fights came, and you had a, a strong team around you. Um, what was your training regime like? Oh, it was tough. Uh, Roughly, it was it was tough. Uh, we would I'd get up at like five and five in the morning, whatever run, and then we'd go probably do some weights in the mid afternoon, and then or on ten in the morning, then like around three in the afternoon train train for a while and then after that I come home eat and just rest and get up and do the same thing again you know um you train hard you train hard and long but your body gets used to it and you can't overdo it too you got to kind of if you're getting if you're getting like tired during your training all the time then you got to take a day off or a day or two off to recoup you know what I mean you can't just kill yourself every single day you got to know your body. You got to know when to pick it up, bring it down, pick it. You know what I mean? It's not all kill, 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 kill every day. You can't do that. You 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 have nothing for the fight. You know what I mean? So you have to know when to like pick it up, bring it down, pick it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think maybe that that's something a lot of people are are reluctant to do nowadays is to, t- to take the day off. You know, and yeah, you need, your body needs to recuperate. You know, your body has to recuperate. It needs to. You know, you need it and has to rest and rest and that's where you get strong and stuff like that when your body's resting. And you, the, the training regime you mentioned there, um, you know, would, would have been the normal leading up to fights, but how did you deal with the time when you were, you know, you would have been still, you would have been working the road, you know, you would have been working 10 or 12 hours a day yeah. and didn't train. Right, I did that all the way, mostly up until I... Um, Fought like uh, even after I won the championship in London in 2000, I went back to work after that, and I still worked. I would I would um I would work up until like two weeks before, and then they let me have the, the two weeks off to get you know to rest or whatever. But um for the Gaddy fights, I didn't have to work. You know the Gaddy fights and the big fights after that. Uh, I took time off. I went back after each fight. I go back to work for a couple of weeks or so. But uh, I'd take like a few months off or what I wanted. I didn't have to work then. But I still did here and there, you know. I still went in here and there. But uh, the Gaddy fights and stuff, I was, uh, you know, I was doing good enough. I didn't have to. And you, you, you kind of answered it there. But why did you return to work every time, at, you know, in between fights? Oh, well, well, for your insurance benefits, insurance and stuff, you know. I mean, uh, even though you got money, if you get hurt and you don't have insurance, then you know. Then you just you know. If you get hurt and you get you don't have insurance, and you say you break your arm or you break your leg or whatever it might be, your stitches you got to pay for it. And you break your arm, you got to cost three thousand dollars, four thousand if you don't have insurance. You know. So for that sort of reason, and plus I don't know. I guess I just stay busy. I guess I don't know. And then the money don't hurt. True. Yeah. True. The money. I need money. You need money. You know. <laughs> I, I, indirectly, do you think that? kept you grounded and kept you focused yeah 100 percent. yeah and you, you, i uh 
I came. I I wasn't aware of it, but I only I think I was reading a book or something, and I came across about the, um, you know, freak accident you had. Working. Yeah. yeah, yeah, working at Tamp. Yeah, Tamp, you Tamp the asphalt down. I jumped off the roller and I landed on top of it right on my, right on my butt and it ripped its way right in. Almost killed me. Yeah, it was. I had to reconstruct my bowels and all that, and yeah, it was. It was I almost uh. I almost had a colostomy bag. I almost had a bag for my whole rest of my life. Then I, I came in like an inch from killing me because it was going from straight up my stomach. You know? Yeah, it was a big pole I jumped on a stick like and it ripped everything apart in my stomach. Oh, oh down not my stomach, but down there, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So they had to like they had to like stitch up there and all that stuff and close it and uh yeah. yeah. Good thing it good thing it bounced out. Or what if I went in me? It killed me. I would blooded them. But I hit the bounce off and it went to the side and uh, and then it just ripped me apart down there and uh, I was like in shock. And then my my boss seen it and called the ambulance. You know, I was like, put him on the ground. I'm like, no, I don't want to lay in the ground. He said, get on the ground. So I went on the ground and the blood was coming out. And yeah, it was, it was nasty. That was. That was in the early nineties when you, you know, yes. when you retired, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, ninety four, I believe, or five. I don't know, something like that. Around here. And what, 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 I think that was in between. I think was that before. Yeah, I retired. I retired. Retired a little before that and after that, or whatever, a couple of times, whatever. Like I stopped for a year or so, and that was one of the times. Do you think that kind of really made you appreciate life even more? Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's it puts it in perspective, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it could be gone like that, you know, something like that. You, you got to appreciate what you got. Would I be right in saying then after that incident, you returned and you, you had nine straight wins on the trot? Was, was that when you kind of came out of retirement? Yeah, I came out of retirement uh, and I was doing good and I ended up, getting hand surgery for Zab Judah and Zab beat me and then I uh, got my uh, Zab beat me on a 12 round decision and then I uh, got my right hand fixed I got a bone from my pelvis put into my hand and they put two screws or three screws in with it and uh, and so I fought and I still got the screws in it I took one out but I got two still in there and uh, that's my right hand always bothered me so and that's why my left hand was so good, I believe, because I always practice with my left so much. So when I hurt my right hand, I got this, I got it finally got it fixed after fighting Judah. And then everything went, you know, pretty much uphill for me. And I know I kind of I kind of skipped on there. Um, but you 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 touched on the your hand, um, and obviously looked at that scene in the in the fighter. It's, yeah. it's quite, quite evident what that's what how it that's how it started. Um from that incident, I always I always had bad hand, but then when I got hit on the with the club with the flashlight on the hand, and uh, that's that's where it really started. And then uh, when I used to train, when it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. And then when I finally, after I fought Zab, I got it fixed. Then I finally got it fixed, and it was then it was good after that. But I had a bad hand for a lot of years, especially after I got a nail hit with the the police thing, and I that just made it worse. And it, was that very was that scene very accurate? 
Yeah, it was accurate. I mean, it was a lot of things at times and places and things that were like different, but it was all accurate. Pretty much it happened. And did you ever cross paths with that police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I seen him at a fight at the fight, the Golden Gloves down here, amateur show. And, you know, I went up to him and I, and I just said, you know, I'm sorry to put you in that position. I said, I, I, I was never going to do anything, but well, he said, thank you, Mickey, for saying that to me. I appreciate it. And, and it was um, water over the dam, whatever. You know, I just, it was what it was. He reacted the way he did and just lived with it, I guess. I mean, no big deal, I guess. Am I going to hold a grudge the rest of my life against them? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And mm. um, was, you know, did you see him, was it during your fight career or was it when you retired? No, I, uh, right when I retired, after I retired, I was in the, I seen him. Yeah. Okay. He's all right. He was not a bad guy. I mean, he did, he was, a, I didn't like him that night, but he was okay now. <laughs> Did, did, at, at the time, look naturally at the time, and uh, you know, did, did you have a grudge or a negative perspective towards police as no. a result of, of that? Not at all, not at all. No, I have a lot of friends that are a lot of friends that were a lot of friends that are now. Actually, uh, uh, um, Mickey O'Keefe, the uh, played the movie in the fire, the, you know, the, the cop, mm-hmm. he was my trainer for a while when Dickie went to jail, and uh. Mickey was a police officer, so no, I never had no problem with him, you know. That one incident, that was it. It seems that uh, Mickey O'Keefe, like, it was actually, I, I only realized he played himself in the in the fighter, and it was yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Like He was crazy, he was nuts, yeah. He, he just rose to stardom then in the in law. <laughs> he's crazy. He, he's, he's, uh, he was a big part of my uh, success. He kind of did. He kind of bring you under his his arm, or you know, during those challenging times. Yeah, he did. He, did. he really did. And uh, if, you know, a lot of things. If it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have been fighting or anything like that. You know, he helped me out a lot. He's a he's a good guy. And uh, I think he has retired. I believe. Yes, he retired. Um, about probably six years now. Yeah. Yeah. He's not acting anymore now. No, 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 no. He's at home. <laughs> yeah. And do you ever cross paths with him now? Oh yeah, I see him now and then. Yeah, he's uh, he's not doing too great. I think he he has a boat with dementia right now, so he's like, you know, I you know he's mm-hmm. he's doing okay though. He's uh, he's he's still he's still kicking in there. Good, good, good. And yeah. I know we're kind of going forward now again, but what do you do to stay fit now nowadays? Do you do a bit of training yourself? Uh, I don't really run too much anymore. I, I, I mean, I, I ran two Boston marathons after I retired and stuff. Uh, I used to love running, but then I uh, just when I started working back on the roads and construction a while back, uh, I just wasn't too tired to run after and stuff. So I haven't ran in a while, but I'm going to pick it back up. You know, I love to run. Once I start running, I like I just run forever. But when I stop back, it's like it's like I'm back. Like I've been smoking ten packs of butts a day. You know, I have no wind. You know what I mean? It's like oh, and I don't smoke. I'm not saying I do. I'm saying it feels like I do. <laughs> and like I, because it just you know you remind me of the type of fella that would all would have had always kept yourself. You know in. Feet anyway, even yeah. after retirement, or did you have did you leave yourself go at any stage? 
No, not really, no. No, like I said, I ran two marathons after I retired. You know, I, I was run up until a couple of years ago a lot. Not a lot, but I run. But uh, now that I'm doing this thing the, with, the, with the training thing, I'm going to be start back again. So I'll, I'll be running a lot. So pe- people can run I get in shape, I love to run. What? People can run with you virtually. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not holding the phone, no. <laughs> um, you know, when you fought uh, Mike M- uh, Mungin, I might have pronunciation wrong there now. Mike Mungin, yeah. Mungin, yeah, in, in uh, 98, in, uh, sorry, 88. Um, yeah. That scene, I think that scene was in the fight, the, the fighter as well. Like, you know, naturally, and, you know, no one would have blamed you to, you know, not re- you know, turn down the fight. Um, he, right. he was much heavier than you at that stage. Right. Um, right. How do you deal with that mentally? Or, or did you just mind? You didn't care who you fought. You just no, I didn't really care. Um, obviously you care, or you care, but you know, in a way you care, in a way you don't. I don't know. He, um, I actually didn't really see him weigh in. He came in after. I guess. I mean, he was a little bit late coming in because of the guy I was supposed to fight. He got sick or whatever he was. He got sick or something. And um. So they brought him in as a replacement. So I didn't see him step on the scale, but someone else did. And they said he weighed like 150-something pounds, 58 pounds or something. And I I weigh, I was supposed to weigh like 142, but I came in at 136. I came in six pounds light. So, I mean, so I never seen him weigh in, but, uh, you know, when he fought, he was a lot bigger. He looked a lot bigger than me. And, uh, you know, when he punched hard, it's not that he was one of the biggest punches I've ever fought, but he punched hard, you know? And uh, he beat me pretty good, you know? He ended up beating me up pretty good. And you had a difficult couple of years in after that, won some and lost some. Um, and yeah, said- I went up and down. I went up and down. Um, there was no no reason. I mean, it wasn't because of that fight. Once he beat me, that was it. It was it. I didn't think about it after that. Uh, so be, you know, I guess, just go on to the next one, you know? And how did you, like, did you always have that resilience warrior mentality, never back down? Or did that, w- w- yeah. was your upbringing yeah. important? In that? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's just, I don't know, I guess, if you're in shape, I guess, and you're, someone else is there ready in shape to fight, you might as well fight, I guess. I mean, the same weight, don't matter, you know. Sometimes it's not good, sometimes whatever, you know what I mean? But I guess I, I didn't really matter, I guess. You, you I don't know. know. You, you kind of see guys nowadays, they mightn't take the fight, you know, if if someone backs out or, or whatever the case may be, yeah. because they might have 13 and 0 or 15 no record. They're afraid of losing that record. Right. Exactly. Everyone's scared of losing. Of losing. What the hell's so big about it? I mean, you know, nobody wants to lose. And, and don't get me wrong. And it's not, you train to win. You always want to win. But you can learn more from your losses as long as you gave your all and you tried and you gave everything you had. A loss, okay, just let it go, learn from it, and get on to the next one. What have you, like, would you have learned a huge amount from those, your first loss and, you know, those... Oh, yeah, I mean, right, but you just got to understand, I lost a lot, you know, and then, but I just kept the faith of, I can go, I can do it, I can do it, you know, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know, not knowing that I ever really would, but I just kept saying it. You can, I got. I'm just gonna keep going until I can do it. You know, 
never knowing that whatever happened, what was going to happen. So luckily I went and kept doing it. You know what I mean? So and you just can't stop because uh, you're looking to help with some losses. I had 10 losses. I probably only pressed them with 12 losses to make over a million dollars in a fight. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, all the so all the people that said, oh, you should quit. You should quit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be in the same vibe with them. I'd be drinking with them still or whatever. You know what I mean? And where am I now? Where are they still? Jeez. That's, you know that's, what I mean? And, and like, would you give that advice to people to just keep going regardless if you lose? Yeah. Losing, yeah. Now, if you lose bad, you get knocked out bad and, and you really hurt and you shouldn't fight. No, then don't fight. But a couple of losses or whatever, you know, just if, if you believe in yourself and you think you can keep going, you got to keep going. You got to give it your all. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't ever want to look, look at, at yourself later on in life and say, oh, I should have did this. I should have done that. You know what I mean? When your time has passed, now it's too late. You can't do it, you know? So when, you, when you're young enough to do it, do it. And if you don't make it, then you can always say, at least I gave it my all and I tried, you know? But if you don't, then you'll kick yourself in the ass for the rest of your life. And did you always have that mentality? Yeah, pretty much. Towards the, before you retired, we say in the early 90s, you, 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 I could be wrong now interpreting this. Did you kind of lose the passion for fighting or was, you know, that's just nah, a step nah, Yeah, it's a mixture of losing. I, was, I never really lost the passion or what it was. I just got sick of it. I just get sick of like fighting like out of my not out of my way, but guy, I should have when I had like, losses, I should have got like three, four easy wins, you know what I mean, to get your confidence back. But when I lost, I did throw me in there with someone tougher and someone tougher, and then then all of a sudden they used me as like the the guy that is oh if you can beat him then you're better than whatever you know what I mean. And so I said the hell with it, I'm not being used. I'm getting out. I get out of it and I quit. I said I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I knew in my mind I wasn't going to be done forever. I said, I'm getting away. I'm done. I went to work at the construction, asphalt, whatever. And I came back three years later and I came back better than ever. Do you think that period I was beneficial? Yeah, it helped me. My body probably heal, help whatever, the, like whatever I was, you know, my, whatever injuries I had or whatever I, whatever my, um, how my body felt and probably beat up a little bit. So I healed up with that. And, and I just came back and did things the way I wanted to do it, not the way someone else told me to do it. Because all before, it was like, someone, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And when I came back, I did it when I, how I wanted to do it and the way I wanted to do it. And do you think if you did that earlier in your career, you could have, you know, achieved much more? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Um I, I come a strong, firm believer in just fate. It's time. I, my time was like my time. I guess my time wasn't back when I was younger. It was I fought better in my late in my middle thirties than I fought in my middle twenties. Jesus, you know, I was more mature, more stronger, more mentally strong, more. You know, I just I was just better fighter at thirty five than I was twenty five, and that's crazy, you know. That's yeah, and especially you know. Yeah. You know, we'll get into the, the Gaddy fights now in a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, I was just a late developer. I guess I was a late developer, you know, or whatever. Well, if, if if you had to look at those fights in your 20s and that hooked delivery, you wouldn't be yeah. sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And was that something you always practice, Mickey? Like, or was it just something natural? I, I, I mean, obviously, it maybe it's a little natural, little, a little bit natural, but probably more so just practicing it. And I'd always do it in the mirror after training. I'd tap the head and you know, just wave and position my body and throw it. And I just got, I just kept doing it and it got better and better. And then that was my punch, you know. And the, I thought it was, um, I watched obviously the fighter a couple of times and the, the scene, the fighter when you went to, to London, but I obviously, I looked it on, on, uh, on YouTube as well. And uh, that, that Shea, Shea Neary, I think, I think yeah. that's his pronunciation, right? Um, yes. He was a pure London, a uh, pure Liverpool, you know, geezer, pure English guy, yeah. cocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a oh. bloody geezer. Gazer, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know what the way he was portrayed in the in the movie was he like that in the lead up to it? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was kind of like he he's trying to mentally break me down. I think that was his way of doing things. I guess you know he, you know, don't get me wrong, he was a strong kid. You know, Shay, he was a uh, you know, and uh, I didn't show him. Um, I just. Said, hey, I, I just felt in my heart I could beat him. And uh, it was tough, but I knew I just knew I, I had him. I just knew, I don't know, and, and I don't want to sound cocky, but I'm, I'm not at all, but I just knew in my heart that I could beat him. Do you think that, that faith in your ability came with preparation that you knew you had the work put in? Oh yeah, and not just that. Is I was I I was coming into myself, my strength and all that. I was coming into my best of me. I was it was the best of me at that time, and and I believed I had fought the better fighters than him. I fought, I had fought like, and I lost to them too, though. I've lost a bet, you know I me. Mean? But I had been in there and I competed and I had fought hard against them, you know. And and I knew that I had what it took to beat them. And, and I wasn't gonna quit. I was. I would have died in that ring before I quit. So F you, you know, he stuck his face right against me. And I said, F you. And he says, right back at him. I said, you ain't beat me. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, he beat me, you goddamn bloody geezer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, I, I heard a podcast. Yeah, you know but he, he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good guy. You know, I'm not against him. He's a good guy. I see him like, uh, on Facebook and things like that. And I, I hope he's doing good. I guess his son's fighting now and he's doing good. So I'm glad. I'm glad with that. And yeah, you touched on there a couple of minutes ago that you're really coming to your stride, we say, in the early noughties and, you know, coming towards the end of your career. Um, all the resilience and hard work was paying off and not giving up. You know, right. you, you, you could have walked away before, you know, you, you, and when things weren't going right. And it's very right. unusual for people that, at, at that age, you know, to get massive fights. Like you won three, uh, your fights were three fight of the years in a row, throw the one, yeah. two and three. Do you want to just yeah. delve into the um, Augustus Burton, Emmanuel Augustus uh, fight? Yeah, he was tough. He was the, that guy there, man. He was he was as tough as anybody I've ever fought. No, no lie. He's as tough, tough as anybody. Um, you know, he was so, he wasn't the strongest guy, but he was the most, like, he was crafty. He was elusive. He was, uh, you couldn't really hit him clean, you know? Um, 
I don't know, man. That guy gave me trouble. I mean, that fight, if I didn't knock him down, he probably would have beat me. I won by unanimous decision on all the cards. They had it like way off. But the way I looked at it and I seen it, if I didn't knock him down, I think either he would have been a draw, he would have probably beat me. You know, and it was that close. He was, he was, he was tough. He was good. Um, and I liked him after. He was a good kid. Um, he was very crazy in there and stuff and like off the wall, you know, but great guy you know I, I seen him after now and he's a really good guy and yeah he's tough he was tough Floyd Mayweather said that he was one of his toughest fights that Floyd's ever had I mean up until a certain time until he fought like the big world championship fights but um he said he said he was like one of the toughest guys and best better fighters that he fought yeah I mean you know, Augustus after that fight, do you, like, that fight obviously got massive attention. Um, do you think that was the catalyst to, to get the, the Gatti fight? Well, I don't know. If it might have been. I don't know. It was, we got fight of the year. I don't know if it was a catalyst for it. But my next fight after that, I ended up fighting. Uh, oh, I can't think of who I fought. Oh, I got beat by Antonio Diaz, I believe, or somebody. I fought a fight, and I fought Antonio Diaz. And uh, he was like number three in the world. And he won. He was tough. Antonio Diaz was real tough. Mexican kid. I ended up losing a decision to him. So that title that I won, that WBU title, they stripped me because um, I didn't defend it and all that and stuff. So, so I never had, I never held that title like after, you know. But I know I fought Antonio Diaz. He he beat me a decision, but uh, he was tough. <laughs> and you know when you won that title. Um... Was that kind of a monkey off your back as such that you know that someone from Low, from from Lowell could you know could yeah. that those heights? It came across like that in the movie. Did it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was good. Um, obviously it wasn't the three top major belts, but it was a big belt back then because a lot of guys had that WBU when it was back then. Like uh, James Tony had it. Um, a couple uh, I forget it, heavyweight champion had it. Um. A bunch of guys like had it, you know what I mean? So it was a big title back then. It's not as big now or whatever, you know what I mean? But um, it said world title, I'll take it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Definite. Give me it. <laughs> you, how did it happen as well? Like, um, Mickey, you know, how did you end up fighting? Like, you fought, I think, over 20 fights in, in Atlantic City. How did that happen? Um, I fought like, tw- I probably fought, tw- yeah, probably. I don't know because I was young. I started my third for my third fight on down there. I fought this guy by the name of Rip Valenti, who's a big boxing promoter back here in uh, Massachusetts. He took me down to see Teddy Brenner. The guy was a big matchmaker for uh, for Bob Arum's top ranking. He was a big matchmaker in, in Madison Square Garden. You know, Bob. His name was um. I just say Teddy. Uh, what did I just say his name was? Oh, Teddy Brenner. I'm sorry. Teddy Brenner, his name was. And um, he was like one of the greatest matchmakers around. And he took me down to Atlantic City. This guy, Rip Valenti, took me down there to meet him. And I was a young kid. And I met him. And he said, I'll put you on some of my fight cards. And uh, that was it. I took and I took off in there. Bob Arum. I was with Bob Arum, top-ranked boxing. And I was in Atlantic City. for. I was on fighting every month for like almost two years down there. Jesus, it's crazy, yeah. 
did you see fly down or, or drive down there? Well, when I was fighting um four and six rounders and eight rounders, like we had to drive because they don't fly you when you're not, you know what I mean? Because when you're on the undercard, so we we drove down in the buses and stuff and whatever. There was better fights on the bus and at the fights. <laughs> going down, everybody drunk, going to see me. <laughs> then one person says something wrong. Oh yeah, boom! That big better fights on the bus. <laughs> Coming back. <laughs> you see me on the bus with the with the supporters. Coming back, yeah. <laughs> oh man. See that must be. The bus driver be going. I'll never take this this crew again. <laughs> <laughs> now, how how long of a journey would, would it have been, Mickey? Um, it's a um like a six hour ride oh, by gee. bus. Be plenty mm -hmm. of, uh, as as we say in Ireland, plenty of time for crack, bit of crack. <laughs> yeah, oh, <hold on. laughs> not not the crack over in in uh, oh, in, so, no, <laughs> the crack in. in <laughs> Crack in yeah. Ireland is, is just having having fun. Um, yeah, I know, but half the people on the goddamn bus probably had it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, but do you know, after those fights, Mickey, like, you know, would you ever just want to kind of time to yourself and not talk to anyone? What after what the Gaddy fights? Or even after after before the Gaddy fights, after fights in, in general. Would I talk to anybody, you mean? Yeah, that, would, uh, would you want to just be, like, time to yourself and not be in the group with people? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, depending on how tough the fight. Even if I was a tough I a lot of times you have to go to the hospital and get stitched or or checked out or whatever. So I wouldn't have to see anyone or whatever. But um, most of the times, um, yeah, I'd go out after. No, I never really went out after because you're tired after the fight, you know? So I'd go to the room or whatever, and I'd me and my wife would go to the room or whatever, and that's it. You know, I, mean? I wouldn't hang out. Next day, I'd I'd, I'd tear it up. <laughs> this is probably gonna be a crazy enough question. Oh. Next day, I get on the next day I get on the shandies. <laughs> <laughs> do you like? Do you think that's important as well to you know work hard, fight hard, but you know to enjoy yourself as well? Do you think that's important? Yeah, well, I mean, you 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 gotta enjoy yourself, but. You gotta know when you gotta just a couple nights and that's it. You know what I mean? You, you can't that's the thing about fighters, like I never had the problem. I never um my weight never went over like 150 something when I was fighting, you know, except for one fight, the title fight. I fought like 168 before that before I went to the training camp for that 165. So I had to lose like 25 pounds. That was the most ever. But uh, I always just started like 150s, you know what I mean? So I never had to kill myself to make weight. And that's, that's a big problem with what fighters do is after they get out to fight, they eat, the, they eat, they eat, they eat, they uh, drink, they do whatever they do. I'm not saying how much drink, but eat, 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 eat. And I always pretty much, my weight always stood like right near 140, you know, because I fought 140 from when I was 17 till I was 38. Jeez. And the oh. amateurs, I was 17 years old, I started fighting 130, 140. And I fought 140 for like uh, 17, for like 22 years almost. And did you ever have much, you didn't, you kind of said there, you didn't have much struggle with your weight. You no. Jesus. Some people didn't no. be starving themselves. Yeah, yeah, no, I never had to, yeah. No.
when was the, tra the training camp that you went to i think you went to the, the west coast and you you were training up in the mountains in the well in, in high humidity oh, big beer it was crazy it was nice at rosca del Hoya was training up there too he was fighting i think he was fighting back at that time and um I was getting ready for Sanchez, Alfonso. No, was it Sanchez or somebody? I forget, but uh, yeah, I was supposed to fight Chavez. No, I was supposed to fight Julio Cesar Chavez in Reno, Nevada. So I, so I was fighting in altitude. So I had to go up to uh, Big Bear because it was the altitude up there, you know, to get used to the air. Mm -hmm. So the Chavez, I guess he put, they pulled out for some reason. I forget what happened. And uh, so I had to fight this other guy, you know, but uh, that's why I was up there training, you know, I fought that guy and he was a tough Mexican kid. And, uh, yeah, I beat him a split decision. I almost that was a close fight too. That was tough. I busted my thumb. I the ligaments in my thumb. I snapped right off the bone in the first round. I had to go like nine rounds with it. Yeah, I had to get surgery when I came back home. I had to get surgery on it. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I, I don't know how you kept going in between all, all those fights. Like I didn't you. even feel it. It didn't even hurt. It didn't hurt until I took the glove off. Because it, it blew up. It, like, swelled up, and it just went numb. Whoa. You know, geez. my finger just snapped. Like, the thumb went snap. Because I hit his elbow, and it went snapped down, and it took tendon snapped. Oh I felt it, but then it didn't. Then it hurt. it hurt a little bit, but not much. And what's your memory of the, the Sanchez fight? Um, I know we're kind of jumping between things here now, but that, that was quite a remarkable one as well. Yeah, that's what... Um, that's where really I took off after that, you know what I mean? From 97, I took off, and I, I did pretty good after that. Um, yeah, he was tough. He, um, he, was, I was, he was undefeated, four, I think 14-0 or 13-0, almost all knockouts. He was strong. Uh, and they, took, they thought he was going to go in there and knock me out, you know what I mean? Which he knocked me down, but he knocked me out. <laughs> and I caught him, you know. And they were going to stop the fight. They're like, oh, no, 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 you know. We're stopping the fight. Go, no, I'll give me one more round, one more round. Like, don't you effing stop this. And uh, they gave me one more round. I went out there and bang, and that was it. And I, when he went down, right, they send you to the neutral corner. So they send me to the corner, and, uh, and when he goes down, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, uh, I'm like, oh, please don't get up. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, don't get up, don't get up. <laughs> he didn't get up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but I was like, please don't get up. I'm saying to myself, I'm going like, I'm looking like to the crowd, like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, you know. But inside, by inside, I'm going, oh, no, please don't get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't get up. He didn't get up, no, it's just because it went down. He definitely, yeah. definitely felt that. And Mickey, I, I think it's um, it's important because I actually couldn't, I, mean, I don't know the backstory now, obviously, into it, but how did the, how did the, the um, Gatti fight happen? You know, how did it come, come to the, for what happened? What happened was I um after I lost to I think Antonio Diaz, I fought another guy. I think I fought I forget his name, but then, then I went to um they gave me another fight on HBO, uh Lou DeBella. Lou DeBella gave me a fight on HBO uh, against Jesse James Lehar in um in Texas, in San Antonio. And, Jan and Jesse was an ex-world champ 130. And he was coming up and waiting uh, you know, again. They were, I think they were looking at him fighting Gaddy, which they did years down the road, you know, but uh, they were looking at him probably fighting Gaddy, and they figured it'd, it'd be, a, you know, a good, a good entertaining fighting, a fight for uh, 
Jesse to win or whatever, you know what I mean? He's coming up from 135 or 30, whatever it was. So I took the fight and um, went out there and started off pretty good, but, you know, obviously I won a couple rounds and he they stopped it. I hit him with a left hook in the second round or first round, first round. Split him wide open. I caught him with a hook too. And I, I'm not one to say I did something if I didn't do it. I hit him. I know I hit him. And his eye opened up and the referee said, no, 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 it was a headbutt. I go, no, I'm saying this. I hit him with a shot hook. So they stopped it. And they went to the judges, they went to the judges' cards, right? And I was ahead of one, but I was ahead, I was behind on two. So they gave him a technical decision law, law win, you know? So I'm like, I, I was like, what the F, you know what I mean? So I'm like, what am I going to do now? So what happened was, what I believe is, because of that stoppage and him getting a win, they gave me the Gaddy fight for like a makeup, you know, meaning like they, they gave me that Gaddy fight just to make up for the, the um, how I got screwed in there in Texas, you know, and so that's how it happened, and uh, and it was history after that. What a what a makeup that was! That fight, that yeah, first yeah. fight was unbelievable. Um, yeah. What, What's your, your memories of that of that first fight and obviously, you know, um, specifically round nine? Yeah, it was good. It was tough. Uh, you know, I got, just like it's people saying like, uh, oh, he's going to go walk right through you. He's going to this. People are always saying that. And I'm like, no. Nah. I just felt I could beat him and felt I was strong. I don't know if felt I was maybe not. I was more physically stronger than him. I, I thought I was. And uh, I said, no, nah, I'm going to beat him. I just knew I could beat him. I don't know. I just, and uh, it started off when you know, he was boxing good. And then after the third round, I had caught him or whatever. And that fight turned, that turning, you know, slowly. And it just built up and built up. And the fourth round was good. And the fifth round and the sixth, a little slow. And seventh round was great. Then the eighth and ninth, tenth, you know what I mean? It was like crazy. Uh, but another one, knocking him down with that body shot in the ninth round. You know, and I'm saying, hey, he ain't going to get up. So I'm over there. I'm kind of getting tired. You know, I got wasn't tired right then when I caught him with the body shot. It was early in the round. I went over and he went down. I'm like, he ain't getting up. I'm like, yeah, he ain't getting up. He ain't getting up. Right? And, he, and then he gets up. I goes, oh, shit. He's like Jason on uh, Jason. You know what I mean? That character that he never dies. He gets oh, yeah. up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. And he comes and I have starting nailing him and then I get a little winded, so I go, I'm going to take my, go back against the ropes and take my time. And he starts banging on me, but he never hurt me. But it looked like it. But I never did. And uh, then I caught him, like, in the middle of the round towards the end. I caught him again, and I thought they were going to stop, but I had him out, you know. And uh, to his credit, he just kept going, you know. And, you know, in that crazy ninth round, was one of the best rounds in history, you know. But, you know. It's just exciting to be a part of that, you know. And then the tenth round, you know, it was okay. I don't know if I wanted. It. He wanted that tenth round, but uh, fight was close, good one either way. And luckily, I got the decision. And what, like, was that your first um, million dollar, first massive payday? Well, the, that one, I got like three fifty for that. Three fifty, like three fifty, three seventy five for the first Gaddy. The second Gaddy, because the first one was so good. I got the million, like the million after all, everything getting taken out of like, uh, like uh, the payments of uh, the trainer, 
cut me and all that. He took all that out of there and gave me the million. I just had to pay taxes. Jesus. It's, uh, it, and like, it, it, what, you know, what I'm trying to say is that you never gave up all through the years yeah. and towards the end when, you know, when a lot of people would be used as punching bags, you right. got there and it was, and you. Right, right. So if I would have listened to all those people, like back in like the late nineties and whatever, like middle nineties, oh, give it up. You ain't got it. You're not going to make nothing. You're not going to that. If I would have gave up, I would have been doing the same as those drunks or bums, whatever the hell they were. I would be doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So I didn't listen to them. I just listened to myself and, and I made it. You know what I mean? I did it and I made it. And what was I like a major champ or this, that? No. Did I do that? No. But I gave everything I had every time. That's all that mattered. And it's definitely, you know, you, you got the rewards after it, you know, because your three fights a year and obviously right. nine uh, the ninth round you know, of the first fight goes has went down in history um i oh, just thought it was you know quite amazing how you fought back after um gatty hit you in the, in the test at one stage obviously by accident the way he yeah he did yeah he went, i wasn't gonna say he hit me right right then it was like oh that hurt bad and I was like, oh, man, and I came back. and uh, But that, that was no excuse. I mean, he caught me and he didn't mean to do it. You know, um, it happened, you know what I mean? And uh, But good thing I took the point away because that's what changed it. <laughs> you know? The pain, like every man can can relate to pain of that. Is... <laughs> oh, yeah, that hurt. That was, that was so hurt. Yeah. And that just before round ten, I thought it was you know it was quite special. Something you really don't see nowadays. Um, you, you know yourself and Getty nine rounds before that walked in. Oh, in the third one. In in the in the first in the first in the first in the first fight in round ten before round yeah. ten. Um, there's a bit of confusion, obviously. You know. Oh you, yeah, I thought they I thought they stopped the fight because I thought and I thought Bud his trainer Buddy went up on the ring apron. Uh, or something like that, I guess. Um, he did something or whatever, and I thought the fight was stopped. And um, I walk out, and Frank Cappuccino, no, 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 fight ain't over. Get back in your corner, he said to me. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't come out of me like, yeah. Then all of a sudden, I have to get back up now because he said the fight wasn't over. I'm like, oh. You know, and I had to get back up, and, you know, he won that round. <laughs> Like, uh, see, the, the thing is, I think people find interesting how, you know, obviously this happened so quickly. Like, how did you, you know, I suppose the barrier was put down when you kind of realized you, when you thought you won and then you had to readjust again. How do you do that? Or did it just happen all of a sudden? Yeah, I just got, I just, it was just like, oh, I was like, oh man, I was like, everything came out of me. Like, oh, then fight's over now. No, no, no. I'm like, oh, I gotta go back. Yeah, I just, just like anything else, you just got to go back at it. That's all. You just got to get going. That's all. Get get back going. That's all. And that, uh, you know, was it always the agreement to have a second fight or was it just how explosive the first fight well, was? Well, no. Well, they said um, you can do fight this, that one. And I, I said, no, nah, I'd rather fight, you know, I'd rather fight a Toro. You know, I'd rather give him, a, give him another shot because he gave me a fight you know a chance to fight the first one whatever i want to i don't know if he gave me a chance but he, i you know i wanted to fight him again so i said i'd rather fight a total you know what i mean so and then he gave me the million and that was that was a big part of it too because i had never made you know that before or close to it so i took that, that total you know 
We want to give him the shout, the shout, you know. You know, do you think you like? Would you have changed the lead up to the fight? Would you have changed your preparations, or was just Gatti simply on fire that night? Or oh, the second one? Yeah. No, no, no. The second one, he um, he boxed good in the third round. Third round, he caught me with a, a right, a right over on my ear. Mm-hmm. I threw it like a like a jab, and and he uh, he kind of countered. He stepped back the hair, and he threw it right here, and boom, and he caught me right here on the ear. On the back of the ear, and uh, boom, my equilibrium busted. I don't know if he busted my eardrum or he partially busted or whatever it was, but uh, I went, I was out of it. I went down to the corner, I was out of it. And I mean, I never recuperated the whole fight. Uh, and no excuse, he beat the shit out of me that fight. And uh, I don't know, I just kept, I just, I don't know, he knocked me down and I get up and I was dazed, I was out of it. And, he lines me up with this, he goes, bop, bop, boom, then with that right hand, boom, that woke me up. Like, and then I was, I was still dazed, but I was my, I was still dazed, but uh, I was like, I could knew what I was doing because before he hit me, I was out of it. When he hit me again, he knocked me back into like reality or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't know Then I came on uh, and I came back at him and uh, it was crazy. I, I thought the fight was gonna be over, but I just, I just hung in there. I just tried to win, and when I just tried to keep going at him or whatever, and uh, I don't know. I, I lost the fight, but I, uh, I didn't give up. I just kept trying, you know. I, I just thought what happened that third round was amazing as well. That, you know, I think you, you've said since that he knocked me out and woke me up in the same round, and you started punching your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I punched my stomach. I was trying to show him that I wasn't hurt. Huh, that didn't help. <laughs> He he lined me up, pop, pop, boom. Climbed that right hand. I was like, holy shit. And it woke me up. <laughs> but I when I walked back to the corner, I was out of I walked back to the corner. I was like, whoa, my leg, whoa. But when I was fighting, I was good because I was fighting. But my legs would weren't cooperating with me. Jesus. At the, at the, at the start of round 10, you shared a moment. Um, I think, you know, did he hug each other, I think, in the middle of the ring? That's something you don't see. The, the mutual respect was was quite Oh, quite yeah, amazing. yeah. I mean, and we started getting, we started to, like, uh, respect each other more and more as the two, as the two fights started and uh, went on, went on, went on. And by the end of the second fight, uh, we, we had not friends, but we were like, you know, this guy's a good guy, you know. But by you know, time my third fight was over, we became best of friends. And the, the third fight didn't, um, you know, Gatti broke his hand, um, but you were quite damaged as well after it, which you didn't, you didn't realize yeah. until down the line. Yeah, um, like, like the th- third round, whatever it was, second, third round, he broke his hand on my hip. And, and like, um, you know, what's funny is I like, got, Broke his hand on my hip. He was still like he wasn't using the hand that much. I ended up knocking him down in the sixth round and with a right hand on top of the head. Funniest thing happened. As soon as that happened, the bell rang, so I couldn't go babe it after him, you know. So the seventh round came out. Usually I go right after you because I know you're gonna be hurt still a little bit from that last round. But as soon as the bell rang, it was like I got knocked down. I had nothing. I went out there and it was like, I'm like, what the? I had nothing in me. I know, I just, I don't know, I got old, I got old like that, boom, the fight just, I don't know, and then, um, that was the seventh, 
then the eighth or seventh, yeah, the eighth, I got hit on the side of the head and my that's when my brain shifted. And my eyes went out of whack and I was seeing double for like the rest of the fight. And then uh, I had to go to get surgery a year later. They'd be cut, they had to go in and cut on my hair and cut there on my eyes and pull the muscles in the back and to, to where to see normal. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Oh my God. You were seeing double vision and triple vision yeah. I think, during, the, during the fight, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. From the seventh round on, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I just kept going at him and I tried to stay close. So I wasn't at the end of his punches, you know, I couldn't really, you know, I could see him obviously, but I, you know, it was tough. Um, obviously, you know, there's a remarkable scene, you know, of yourself and, and, um, um, Getty, you know, inside in the hospital, which is, it's, it's amazing. Like, but, you know, I suppose we bring it on. Do you think, um, those, those three fights change your life and raise your profile massively? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, that most three of the ground history, you know, is some, probably one of the greatest trilogies. So, yeah, it changed it, yeah, most definitely. It, it was amazing that, you know, you formed such a big friendship that, uh, you know, that, that he asked you to corner him. Like, how was that? Was that weird that, you know? Yeah, no, because we had we had become friends. I, I used to go to Atlantic City for all his fights. And I would walk him out of the, I'd, I'd be in a dressing room when I'd walk him into the ring, I, right? I'd walk him into the ring before his fights. And then I'd go out, to, I'd go to Florida where his training camp was. And I would, um, before, before his fights and I, a couple of times I did that. And I would go out and hang out with him like a couple of weeks before he went into training. So we'd go out and go to a few bars or whatever and uh, eat or whatever. And uh, we'd hang out and become friends, golf together. We'd do whatever. And uh, people would see us out together and say, you know what, well, you guys are friends, you know what I mean? And yeah, you know, we just became buddies, you know. And and, and it's just too bad what happened. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's it's uh yeah, it's it's a shame. Um and yeah. like, what what takeaways are what did you learn from those encounters with, with Gaddy? Ah, I just learned that, you know, he was a great fighter, a great guy, uh, great competitor. You know, and and it shows you can have a, you can get along with someone and still try to beat them, win. You know what I mean? Fight as hard as you can to win. You know what I mean? That just shows that you're you're a competitor. You know, you want to win, regardless of if you like them or not. But we never really had a strong friendship before the fights, but we 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 grew a strong friendship after. What do you think? Of, you know, with fighters nowadays and in boxing, and you know, you have MMA as well. You know they're calling calling each other out and trash talking on social media and all yeah. that. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, now you have that sort that that platform. You know what I mean? Social media. You know what I mean? Um, well, you got all these uh, YouTube videos, and you got all these uh, the 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 followers you have. You can have them on Instagram, millions of followers. This that you know what I mean? You get you can get paid from all that crazy stuff. You know what I mean? So it's it's a whole different world now. You know than what it was before. You know. With all this um, digital stuff, but I don't know. You know, uh. are you? Would you like to grow up in this era? Are you happy that you grew up in in the pre social media? Yeah, I don't know. I'm free. <laughs> I'm not not that there's nothing wrong with this right now at all, but it's just all the kids. I mean, 
they're so used to it though. They're probably they they love it, you know, because they that, that their life now. But I don't know. To me, it's still confusing. I'm like, I can use my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and after your your retirement, um, Mickey, do you know when you you stepped away? What like what did you get up to then? I know you went back working for a while. Um, I suppose the the big question yeah. people would ask is why did you go back onto the roads after doing so well? After well, I mean retirement? because I get for like just to save save money or whatever and you know insurances and stuff and if if you don't if you don't work you're gonna spend it all anyway so you know i mean that's why true true and did, yeah. what, did you, what do you think of that you know that on you know on the road or you know working the the banter you'd have had together like you know after you after fighting three amazing fights and you're back on the road with yeah. What, 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 how was that dynamic? What was that dynamic like? Well, I didn't go back right away after the Gaddy fight, but I went back a few years after. But uh, it's like like some of the cops that do the details would be like, you're, you're working, why are you working or whatever. And I'm like, All right, you know, for your benefits or whatever, you know what I mean? So it was, it was crazy. Some people didn't understand it, but that was just me, I guess. No, that's, hey. that's interesting. No, that's interesting because you made a good point. At least it was kind of... Um, is a routine and all that, and you know you'd uh, yeah you'd benefits. Can you just give us a brief insight what the um you know what you've been up to since? Because I know you 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 touched on the box to burn, and that's your your nephew's. Yeah, that's my nephew Sean. I help out there. I have a uh, team team Mickey Wood Charities. I do a lot of stuff with that. I'm gonna be working with the company. Um, it's gonna be called Live Trained. Mm-hmm. LBO launching on May. I'm sorry, uh, me. June twentieth, I think you said. Uh, it's gonna be launched on June twentieth. Yes, June. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm gonna see my memory. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually but, uh, ask you ask you about that now because that's uh, I think I think that's something important we we should delve into. Um, you have a clothing range as well, uh, Mickey, which I think. Uh, yeah, clothing. Uh, Mickey Water Apparel. And uh, if if people want to, you know, Irish Mickey stuff. Water Apparel, you can get it at uh, Box to Burn. Boxtheburn.com. You can get it there. Um, we got hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Um, yeah, we're doing pretty good. It's going okay. And do you deliver to Ireland? What? Do you um ship to Ireland? Oh yeah, hey, hell yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Everywhere. We send them everywhere. We even sent them over to like uh, Japan. We've had a, a thing. Whoa, jeez. <laughs> yeah, Japanese Mickey Wood. <laughs> you know you know you know things are going well when that happens <laughs> yeah yeah I, I bought a t-shirt yeah <laughs> send it i know yeah jesus it's, I, can, I can imagine um the, the public speaking um you know i i saw there that you did a bit of work or you were asked to come in by by belichick and the early tens yeah i done that in the early uh i did like 2010 i believe what was that like yeah, I spoke to the pay. it was pretty cool spoke speaking to the patriots uh they're a bunch of great guys uh you know belichick i've known him for a little bit now and he's a you know great guy great coach uh you know the team has changed you know what i mean since tom left but i think we're going to be pretty good this year this coming year obviously you know it's, it's american football you know it's not you got soccer, right? Oh, that's what yes. you call football soccer. 
We yeah, we call it soccer soccer over here, but we've ga- we've Gaelic football. Um, I don't know. Did you ever yeah. get a football? Yeah, but, yeah that, um, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a crazy yeah. enough sport, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the American football is after getting very big here. There's a big following. Oh, is it really? Yeah. We, sorry, I know for, for keeping you, Mickey, we have another just a couple of minutes. We won't be long wrapping it up. But just yeah. uh, the fighter, obviously, you know, two massive stars. You had Mark Warburg and Kristen Bale. How did it come to the fore? Did you approach them or did they approach you? Or No, um, it started it was way back in like 2000 and two or three they were talking about like um doing a movie about me and dickie about like his um well it wasn't about like the gaddy stuff it was more about family it was more about two brothers uh going down the going and involved in boxing and one going down the right path and one the wrong path and and it started like in 2002 like but that took so many years to get going because there was so many different actors that playing Dickie's side that we're going to do it and they did not do it. And so they were on, off, on, off, and then, like, different things for whatever reason. Like, never, never end up um, realizing. But then Mark, Mark Walbert kept it going, kept it going, and it got Christian Bale. And uh, and it became, you know, two. they won, like, two or three Academy Awards. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I believe Mark... Grew up in your area or close enough to, to yeah, he grew, up, he, grew up, he grew up like 35 minutes away and near Boston. Yeah, would you have known him or did you ever cross paths back and now? Hit now and then I'll see him or whatever, but uh, now and then I'll talk to him. But um, back then I didn't really know him too much. He knows he said he knew who I was, but I really didn't know, I didn't know him until he started acting, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's uh. Singing. He's yeah. uh, he's in quite yeah quite, he's a good guy yeah he's in he's in some yeah some he's shape. a good guy um yeah the, <laughs> yeah uh, the the yeah. the Getty trilogy do you ever think to be a fight the fighter too I hope um they were t- they were talking about that pre pre pandemic you know uh so hopefully you know if they can do it because that's what pretty much everyone really knew me by is that stuff you know what I mean uh but the movie was more about family and. This, you know, because women loved it because of the sisters and my mom, and you know what I mean. So that's why, you know, it wasn't about the gaddies. That was more about a family movie and more. It was more like situated to that, you know, about the sisters and Dickie and me, our relationship and stuff. So, but this the gaddy fight, gaddy movie. If it was made, that'd be more about the boxing and the friendship me and him had, you know, and the crazy fights and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully we, in the in the future, hopefully we can get that going. So, Mark, you better hurry up because you're not getting no younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You got an old gray beard, whatever. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And then, um, like, what was that whole experience? Did you, like, were you very much involved? Like, were you on set? Yeah. Yeah, we were on set. Um, not every day, but most of the boxing, almost all the boxing days and stuff like that. So, to make sure they got things right and stuff like that. But once they did the street stuff, I mean, obviously, they're the actors, they not they know what they're doing, you know. So I'd see some I'd see some of that once in a while, but uh I was there for more almost all the boxing and stuff. Yeah. And the um you know, was there ever a point a period, you know, Mickey, that you lost faith? You said, Look, I'm never gonna get that that big fight. Oh, back when I was fighting, uh yeah, not really. 
not really because if I did then I'd be like down or I'd be like negative you know what I mean so I always try to stay kind of positive of that it, w- it would happen you know uh, but obviously you do have it in the back of your mind that was well, this worth it or is this that 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 no you know, then, then I have to go back and say, yeah, I got to keep going, you know, I got to keep going. You know what I mean? So I try to just try to be positive. Question I got in, um, like what was going through your head, you know, as you're walking out to fights? I suppose we'll use the, you know, we'll use the Gatti fights as an example, you know, in the lead up in as you walked out with the, with the music on. What was going through my head? Yeah. Uh, not much. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. Just saying, you gotta go. Gotta gotta do it. Just gotta. It's just the time, you know. The time is here. You know, we gotta just gotta gotta go. Stay positive, you know. Just gotta go after them. Go at them. Whatever, you know. What I mean, just gotta. Just gotta go. Get a fight. <laughs> yeah, you you remind me of someone that you know just took everything in a stride and just you know yeah. fought, fought was in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I guess just. Can't back out now. You're walking down here. What are you gonna be starts getting nervous? What the hell are you gonna get nervous for? <laughs> I mean, you know you're gonna get hit, you know you're gonna get this, that. It's like the only thing you get nervous about is the outcome, you know, like you're gonna get hurt, or could you get really that hurt, or you know, something could happen bad or whatever, you know what I mean? But not about never nervous about the person you're fighting. Did that like something we touched on here? Did that come with extreme preparation? You know, I would say I would say a mixture of probably preparation and just being doing it for so long. Just, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, knowing you've been there, you've been there, the experience, you know, what I mean, uh, it's a probably a combination of both. What advice we give to, you know, give to people who are trying to carve out a career in, in boxing all around that? Uh, if you're going to do it, you're going to you gotta do it 110%. Um, it's not a sport where if you strike out or you kick the ball or the wrong way or whatever, you know, you got, you're going to get yelled at. No, you, in boxing, if you miss what a punch and you get hit, you're going to get hurt. Um, it's a really, so you got to be serious about it. And if you're going to be serious about it, you got to do it out, train hard and give it your all. And, uh, but if you're going to get into it, you got to get into it 110% because you don't play boxing. You know, you, boxing's not, you play baseball, you play rugby, you play football, you play that, but you don't play boxing. I'm going to throw um, uh, a few questions to you just before we, we finish off then with the CT, because I think that's important. Um, yeah. As a prospect, main, as a prospect fighting mainly in Atlantic City, how far did you think you could go? I, you know, it's funny. I never, th- I never stopped to think about it. I just went with the flow. I never stopped and said, oh, can I go this far? I mean, obviously you believe you can go far, but you don't know how. Never really thought about it. After the fight with Cruz, what mindset were you in post-fight? Cruz? Cruz. Who's that? Cruz. Cruz, is it? C-R-U-C-R-U-E-T. Oh, oh uh, correct. Correct. Apologies. That's Edwin, the... Edwin, Edwin correct. Yeah, Edwin Cruz. <laughs> Sorry, his pr- pronunciation is very bad. <laughs> hey, mate. Carry on now, chap. Do <laughs> <laughs> an Irish accent, no? <laughs> <Yeah>. Apologies. But, uh, 
Oh, no worries. Barrett, um, what? Yeah, he's my first loss, and uh, it was a close one. It was like a split decision. It just you have to stay positive and just pick yourself back up and then move on. You know. I I know, but it, I think a lot of people don't like. Maybe maybe boxers do have that, but I you know even chatting to you up to this point, I think you were just you're unique. You were you know you didn't you didn't dwell on on things. Right. With, well, with, because right? because that what's done is done. If you learn from it, that's what you got to do. Um, if you beat yourself up over it, you're never going to get over it. You're going to be worse. Uh, so you got to let it go. Just let it go and, and get back on the saddle and keep going. Was the first Gatti fight going to be your last fight if you lost it? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. If, if, if it was like a, a blowout or a knockout or a stoppage, maybe, yeah. After the final bell in the third fight, what did you feel towards Gaddy? I respect. Respect. I think we kind of touched on this already that, you know, after your career, what was it like to work with Gaddy? It was, it was cool. It was, it was uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. And just yeah. Uh, fire, and then I'll just delve into the CT. It won't be two minutes, but yeah. um, Fury Joshua. Fury Joshua, wow. I'm, I'm going to go with um, Fury. Tyson Fury. Taylor R- Ramirez. Oh, that's going to be tough. I I, I never really, I, I've seen Ramirez. I never, Taylor, Josh, I never um really saw him, so I can't really say, but I know it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, Joshua Wilder. Who? Joshua and Wilder, I suppose, if they did fight. Anthony Joshua Wilder? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, Joshua can fight, man. He's strong, tough, but Deontay Wilder, he got that right hand from hell. So I, I'd probably give him, I don't know. It's tough. Either way. <laughs> Looking back, no, this is, you know, this could be difficult to, you know, to answer in the circumstances, but Ward Gatti, if you could have one more backed in with, say, <laughs> if yeah. you had another chance, if you, if you had another chance against him. Yeah. Well, we're both be in our wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> we're both being freaking. We're both being a nursing home fighting each other with great beards. <laughs> we'll be fighting over the uh, coffee. <laughs> do you know if, if if there was a fourth fight back then? Do you think? How do you think he would have fought? No. Probably like the first three, probably, but uh. But after that third one, I was down and never, would never come back. But yeah. fair enough, fair enough. And do do you follow any um any Irish boxers at the moment? Do you? No, I don't. I honestly, I don't even like. I do and I don't. I don't even like follow it all that much. Like you know, I, mean, I just know like some of the fighters and all, I, there's like so many different fighters now. I don't even like know. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not because I don't care about the sport or all oh, the fighters, but I just don't. I'm just doing other things. I don't even know, you know. We we'll wrap it up, you know, in in just after this, and I think it's important to to delve into it because you know what you're after doing is is remarkable. Um, you're after donating your brain for for study. Um, yeah. you know, once you pass, do you want to kind of give an insight into that? Yeah, I get diagnosed with the CTE. Um, the effects of it. They don't know how bad it is until you pass and you 
give your brain, but uh, you know, just so I I'm donating it so I can help the next you know group of whatever of fighters and stuff like that. Uh, so I can uh, help the next group of fighters, like they can. I don't know, like study the effects of concussion so they don't have to go through what I went through, or whatever I go through now with the headaches and headaches bad, really, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, and the forgetfulness sometimes and, you know, just your, your mood and all that stuff. Yeah. And just maybe delve more into that. How, how are they? Like the CT is chronic traumatic encephalopathy and a lot yeah. of rugby players, a lot of rugby players in Ireland are getting the onset of that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, I, it, everyone gets, everyone gets different stuff when I get tired and sometimes I get sleepy, bad, and sometimes moody, headaches, bad. I mean, bad, it's worse, worse, like it's pounding, bad. I get them all the time, like at least three times a week, four times a week. Jesus. And do you just have to go into a dark room or? Yeah, that, um, no, uh, medicine takes care of it. Just like some, um, there's a Tylenol. I mean, uh, Excedrin migraine helps a little bit. That's it. Uh, nothing else helps. It's just water or just let it go away. And yeah, it like, are they doing tests on you while you're alive? No. So they can compare it when you're dead or, or what? Well, no, not right now. I haven't got another one in a few years, so I'll be, I'll be obviously getting more here. And what are the tests like, uh, Mickey? Are they like, are they? Yeah, in, in a capsule, you know, you take the MRI test, you oh. go in that capsule, and they take the, the test of it. Yeah. What would you say to parents who might be reluctant to leave their their kid join boxing? I would say, you know, I wouldn't deter it. I wouldn't go against it. But I just be careful of, of you know of the lot of the sparring, a lot of the punches, a lot of maybe a little bit less sparring in the gym, maybe. But I mean, you're gonna get hit in the head. It's 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 inevitable that you're gonna get hit. Just make sure they have a headgear on, uh, you know, and bigger gloves and stuff like that. But I don't see no. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't rush to like uh, not let them do it. You know because. You know, as long as you're taking care of them and they're doing the right thing, they should be fine. You know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against it, you know, but I wouldn't, um, it's just like, like, um, rugby and football, you call you off football and soccer, they, um, the same thing happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just like maybe less sparring in the gym, maybe, you know, punching in the head, maybe whatever it might be, but boxing is going to be, it's a great sport and they, you should let your kid do it just to learn, defend himself and it's teaches a lot of respect too, to it. Are you are you happy with how your career um, ended up, and you know what happened since? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I believe it's just that's the way it was meant to be, and now, uh, you know, it ended up good for me. You know, good, good, good. Look, me, yeah. I'll, I'll wrap it up because I know I'm after taking a good bit of your time. Um, I really appreciate it taking time out to come on inside your podcast and look best look with everything else going forward. You got it, buddy. Take care. I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Mickey. Very interesting guy. Um, he had an amazing career. You know, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And I think his story is, is extremely um, inspiring. And I hope 
as listeners you, you've gotten something from it uh, we love to hear from you you know so drop us an email info on the ball teambuilding.com and be sure to follow us on social media um i'd love to get some feedback on the on the podcast and all the podcasts even at that um so you'll find us on instagram at underscore on the ball team building on facebook it's on the ball team building over on twitter it's at we are on the ball two that is digit two you'll find us on linkedin on the ball team building and you'll also find us on tiktok on the ball team building that is all from us on this week's podcast be sure to tune in again next week we have another exciting guest till then stay safe and remember cred on it fan talk to you all soon thank you all for listening